Sensor Global saves lives with automatic compliance and manages smoke alarms, gas and water leak detection with 24-7 remote management. It provides complete control, reduced risks and improved compliance for property managers. To find out more, speak to Anthony Booth or head over to sensorglobal.com. Welcome to the PM Collective, a dynamic hub designed to empower business owners, property managers, and BDMs to excel in their careers. Through access to intimate conversations, cutting-edge video training, mental health support, and unparalleled motivation, our community is the ultimate destination for individuals seeking to elevate their professional lives to new heights. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our next conversation on our weekly podcast, The Art of Property Management. All right, I am super excited today to have Sky Taylor from Tailored Property Management joining us. Sky, welcome. Thanks for having me, Ash. I appreciate it. Now, I didn't ask you before, but is this like the first podcast that you've done or have you done them before? No, this is my first podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited. So we were just um, talking before we uh, hit record that there's two different people in the world and there's the people that um, like everything to be scripted and know what they're doing and then there's people like myself that just like to um, ask questions and keep it conversational, which is why people do love listening to these podcasts. So um, hopefully I don't ask too many questions that are going to put you in the lurch um, and and scare you away. But um, I'm delighted to have you with us because um, you reached out to me a while ago and you are one of our state leaders for um, PM Collective in South Australia, which is wonderful. So um, I guess a big thank you to you for um, jumping in and helping with that role. So um, those that do live in um, Adelaide and South Australia, Sky helps facilitate the coffee and conversations uh, for that area. And they're just a really great catch up, super, super casual. I can't stress how casual they are just for um, people just to connect with their industry colleagues and to um, just a good opportunity just to chat about like stuff. Like, I, I don't know, Sky, like, because I haven't been to sort of one in Adelaide, but did you find that as well? Like the same sort of vibe where you just chat about Google reviews and new management and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it just so happens that we end up talking about mum life and the juggle. And sometimes we weren't even talking about property at all. But yeah, we were definitely covering off on some of the things we were doing in our business and then what we can do to improve it. So it's been really beneficial to just yeah. not only have that support, um, I've gotten a lot out of it, but to just connect with people that I wouldn't otherwise connect with. Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, it's all about those, you know, talking about life issues as well is actually really good just it gives you peace of mind that everyone else is is the same and quite often I think we feel like we're the only people that are juggling you know yeah I don't know like this week I'm juggling children who don't want to go to school for example and I'm sure there's lots of people out there but it feels like I'm the only person that has to argue with my kids every single morning and negotiate yeah. schooling so it's um yeah so it's one of those you're definitely not alone <laughs> yeah and, and I don't know whether you saw, but and I don't know if I'm I'm loving it or hating it, but I just noticed um, today that Queensland have announced that they're introducing a four day school week. Yeah, I saw that. I know. So that I sounds hard. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it just yet. I'm given my situation at the moment with the kids. I sort of feel like you know what, I probably would be okay with it, 
um, because they're not like loving school. But uh, I think, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how quick that gets around the other states, I think. But just also how much it affects, like it's going to affect parents that are working and, and property management, like as business owners, are we now going to find that our teams are wanting to go four days a week because their kids go four days a week? Like it affects mm, everything. Everything. It's a pretty big decision and how it's going to roll out. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it'll be super um, cool to see anyway, um, the school system uh, improve over time, I think. So I'm sort of going to treat it hopefully as a good thing. Now, let's go over to you. Give everyone a little bit of a brief history about some of yourself, your experience in property management and um, and your um, startup tailored property management. Thank you. I um, started tailored property management technically 12 years ago. I um, had been selling houses prior to that and thought I'm going to open a property management business. I was 25, had no idea what I was doing, but worked it out. I did actually get to the point though that I think I had reached burnt out, burnout, had no idea that burnout was even a thing at that age. So I sold the rent roll um, and went and did a whole hump, heap of other things. I was in student accommodation for a decade, um, which is essentially for those who don't know what this student accommodation industry is, it's property management on steroids because the volume at which you transact um, is just significantly more. The turnover is higher. Um, it's an entirely huge industry. But then that changed with COVID with no students coming in and borders being closed. So then I've gone back into residential property management and decided that now was the great time to launched Taylor Property Management again. So I've been operating for about a year, just slowly growing that. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to see where that goes. And do you have any regrets selling the rent roll or was it the oh, best? Absolutely. No, I, I do regret selling it. And this is why I think I said to you, the PM Collective and the Coffee Catch-Ups are so pivotal. I had no one in my corner at 25. No one in my group was running a business. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know such a thing, you know, was available. There was no social media at that point really that I could reach out and go, hey, I've got a business, I'm struggling. Now I've had so many people reach out and say, hey, if you ever need a hand, like if you just want to vent, like running a business is hard, let alone when you're in your early 20s and you don't have, I guess, other people doing similar things. So, yeah, I wish I hadn't have sold it. But I've learned a lot of valuable lessons since then. And it's great to be able to do it again and bring all that experience back to it now. Yeah, absolutely. So would it be safe to say like back then when you sold, did you have under 100 properties or over 100? Um, just like I had like 98 or something like that. Yeah. So, And it was at that point too that um, you're almost at the point going, do I put on staff? It's that crunch point of I need to progress to get to here it's that pivotal point of you need to make a move somewhere, but this isn't sustainable long-term. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly where I was just going to go with that. That's where I find um, that people need to either decide, okay, am I going into business owner mode and going to bring in staff? But then if they have people to talk to, um, to find out, okay, well, what did you do? What did you do? It's definitely, a, a, yeah, like you said, it would have been heaps more support to have a bit of a plan because I am noticing an increase in people selling their rent rolls around that 100 mark because 
it, it, I mean, it is good money, I won't lie, but it's, um, yeah, it's just daunting. And we go into business because we want the flexibility generally, but then, yeah, stuff gets, starts. You get to that through. point and it gets too busy and you can't sustain that. Where do we go from here? Correct, yeah. So, and I guess just if we just touch on that subject a bit longer for those people that may be at that crisis point, you've got the option of getting an in-person, like a, an actual, um, well, I say human, it's probably really bad to say that, but you know what I mean, an actual staff member that's, that you yeah, physically on site every day. Yeah, we've got, actually, oh my God, I'm making it sound worse. Yeah, on site. Um, secondly, you could get a VA um, and have that sort of admin support so you can keep on going out. Or you could just say no to any business and go, you know what, I'm really happy and comfortable. And what's actually interesting is I very rarely come across people that go, I'm really comfortable. I'm just not going to do anything more and I'm just going to sit with mm-hmm. those bunch of properties. It's really funny how we automatically go to ourselves, what do I have to do next? Instead of just going, I'm actually okay. Exactly. Stay here. Yeah. And I'm I'm aware of um, one particular person that she just kept growing and has done a similar thing. And I think she's at 230 properties with a part-time person. And she's, that's a lot with not a lot of support. Um, And she's now at the point that she wants to get out. And there are so many other options you could take. Like a VA wasn't an an option 12 years ago for me. It was a full-time staff member or nothing. It wasn't really flexible the way it is now. Even down to the technology that we have, you know, can you implement something like Tappy to perhaps release some resources off of your workload, look into all the different technology that's available to streamline that process if you choose to grow or if you decide to stay with the number that you're at? Yeah, absolutely. In hindsight, back your, you know, 20-something self, what do you think you would have chosen or what would you wish you had had chosen? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Inspect Real Estate, or IRE, is an Australian-based software company that is passionate about creating quality, customised solutions for agents, tenants, buyers, and property owners, designed by agents for agents, because we care. IRE has now processed more than 108 million inquiries and is currently being used by thousands of industry leaders. There are many time-saving products from booking and managing inspections within our flagship product ROL, creating and managing applications with ToApply and AppChecker, and tracking keys with Keyware, through to listing on Inspect Real Estate's free property portal, Tenant App, plus so much more. Visit inspectrealestate.com.au or give us a call on 1300 934 721. Mm. Um, I guess looking at what I plan on doing moving forward is I will be starting with a virtual assistant to begin with as soon as I can practically afford that so that I can continue to grow. But I do think that there will be a number for me just personally that I will potentially stop at. Yeah. Um, and then it becomes a, a fee revenue question. You know, do we need to increase fees in order to turn down potentially new business to ensure that the business is profitable? Yeah. I um, had that same thought when I was 20-something starting up. I just want to get to 100 properties. I remember saying that to myself. I'll be happy at 100. And uh, next minute, we are just over 1,000 properties and it just keeps on going. It keeps going. 
I lay in bed at night and I just think, Ash, you're an absolute idiot. Like, why do you keep on pushing yourself? Like, why do you just not be happy with what you've got? Like, so why like, do you think you keep going? Oh, do you know what? I don't know. I, I'm going to say and blame it just on a personality trait. I don't, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I just don't sit and go like, I could have a really, really cruisy life. Like everything aside, like even like even PM Collective, for example, you know, PM Collective, I run as a not-for-profit. I donate to charities. I, you know, put time into events to help charities and all of that. And sometimes I think to myself, like, that's my like my part, my part-time job, you know what I mean? I do that work on that in the evenings. And sometimes I think, like, why Ash? Like, you you don't have to do all these things. You could just go home at night and watch Netflix, Netflix like every other normal person. But there is, that's why I think it's just a personality thing. For me, I don't, I'm not comfortable just sitting still. So doing nothing. No, yeah. not. And I I would absolutely rather sit and muck around with Canva and schedule social media in and create content and arrange events than sitting watching Netflix. So, and some people, it's it's a funny stigma because I think some people will go, oh, you know, you're at risk of burnout and you work too much. But I, I genuinely relax doing that type of stuff. Like it would stress me out. And I'd be nothing to do. Yeah, I would just feel so unaccomplished. Like it just, I don't think that would be my mental health. But but my partner, he like he loves Netflix. Like he struggled. He he doesn't, you know, he finding the next show that he hasn't watched before is a real struggle for him. So that's for him, like his time. So it's um yeah, I don't know. I but I think as well, like I'm pretty um aware of like burnout. If I'm getting grumpy or stressed, generally my burnout would come out being like a real bitch, like to everybody. And I can feel myself getting angry. Um and then I go okay, I slow something down and then I I know what I need to slow down or putting my computer away. So I guess at the end of the day, as long as you're aware of Mm. yourself enough, then that's the most important um, thing. But like, you know, you can say that as you get older, but like you said, when you're in your 20s, you're not aware of that. So Not at all. And I think even the world is different now. Like we're all more self-aware of everything. And like you say, you start to feel it, you're getting cranky. Okay, let's pull it back. What can we do to not feel like this? Whereas I just worked into this crazy spiral and had no idea how to get out of it. And I had no idea I was even in burnout. No one said, hey, maybe just take a break as opposed to selling your business. Um, You know, maybe that's a viable option if someone is at that point in their own business. Can Mm. you put someone on and have a have a four-week break and then see if you really want to get out of it. Maybe you're just tired. <laughs> exactly. What do they say? They always say, just go have a holiday and then just Yeah. 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 And, and also, like, um, I try not to make decisions, like try not to make decisions when you're angry or in that state. So mm-hmm. and not suggesting you're angry, selling, but you know what I mean? When you're in any emotional state, that is like not the time to be making decisions. So like I said, having a holiday, and then making a decision afterwards would be, oh, my God, the best idea. Yeah. Anyone who's listening that is feeling like they're going to make some drastic decisions, whether it's work-related, 
like shaving mm. your head. I don't know what people do these days. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving a relationship, you know, go have that holiday first and then decide if that's mm. you still want to Absolutely. Do it. I'm not sure that I would have sold it if I just had a four-week break. Um, I think I just worked myself to the bone trying to build the business and then and then it was like, oh, my goodness, I'm tired and this business is now so busy. I either need to keep growing it to put on that staff member and I'm exhausted. I don't know how I keep going. So, yeah, holiday would have been a game changer. But that's okay. Lessons learned. Absolutely. And now we've just taught that lesson to all the people listening so that Let's they hope. make the same mistake. And, um, and, and, and listen, for those that are listening, that was completely sort of off topic because that's not our topic of discussion today. No. That is your take home um, for the people that needed to hear that because the people are listening, they need, they need to hear that they need to have a holiday if they're feeling that, especially because at the time of recording this, we're getting to the end of the year, we're all getting exhausted and having some fatigue. So, um, so that is what Sky and I want you to get out of listening today. However, let's get to our topic, which um, you were talking to me about voice and the importance of voice and something that you've noticed with um, maybe some younger people and having that confidence. So have a chat to me about, or have a chat to everyone, about um, your thoughts surrounding the importance of voice and sound when working in property management. Absolutely. Um, I guess the key function of any good property manager is trying to build trust and a relationship with the landlord. And so looking into how we do that, there's obviously a number of different things. But the one thing that I find the younger or the newer property managers aren't aware of, and part of that comes with age, but part of it comes with life experience, um, is just how we use our voice. So when I was 18, I was selling houses and my principal um, realized that perhaps I needed some voice coaching and I will be forever grateful, thank you, Patty, um, for sending me off on voice coaching because when you're 18, everything you say goes up in a question. So you might say, hi, Mr. Vendor, I'd like to sell your home and everything goes up. Whereas when you are aware of how you're speaking and everything you finish a sentence with has that physical sentence and it's just all one level, you come across as a lot more authoritative, um, which is what we're trying to achieve with our landlords and get them to trust the conversation and the decisions or solutions that we're presenting to them. So if you were to ring perhaps a landlord you haven't met before, maybe it's a new portfolio and you are you don't know this landlord and he's going to be, he or she will be potentially wary of you and the things you're saying um, and you want to ring him and say, hey, Mr. Landlord, the oven's not working, he's naturally not going to respond very well to that as opposed to if you went to the landlord and said, hi, Mr. Landlord, the oven's not working, this is what's happening, this is what I think we can do, the difference is significant in how they're going to respond to you and they're going to immediately um, not only respond in a better manner um, but you're already building that trust just because they're trusting what you're saying because you're saying it with conviction and you're not asking them a question when you speak. So I'm going to go straight back to the start. I have never heard of like has not even come in my brain voice coaching and I want to know why 
a principle and I'm so glad that it was a you know a great experience and you know something that you forever have taken into um the property management um job role but what what were you doing for someone to suggest a voice coach like what were um, the, not symptoms but what were the things that he noticed to recommend it well it was definitely and I don't yeah, I mean, you've got teenagers, just pay more attention when they speak. But everything goes up like three octaves when you speak, when you're younger. Um, I don't know why, but, and I don't know, I actually don't know what I was doing, but obviously at 18, selling homes, this is people's biggest asset. She was looking to really create, um, I guess, more of a grown-up, mentality because I definitely I was 18 I definitely looked 18 I acted 18 um I think it was just about refining that and certainly had some pretty clear ways as to what that should look like um your traditional real estate suits all of that corporate style so so basically uh we can't do anything about looking 18 because you look 18, but we can help with the voice sounding a bit more mature. Absolutely. Were you offended at the time when it was suggested? And how I'm thinking, should I have been? <laughs> no, um, I wasn't. I love it. I think at 18 at that point, I was determined to do whatever it took to succeed. Um, and that was certainly... Um, if you are just starting out in sales, you would know how many hours you put into that. It's a seven-day-a-week job. It's never-ending. And this was back in the days when we didn't have digital signing. So, like, you're still at clients' houses physically taking contracts to be signed, um, you know, at 9, 10 o'clock at night. So it was really a different time to what it is now for any new salespeople coming into the industry. Um, but I think... Yeah, it absolutely couldn't do anything about how I looked, but they could definitely give me some conviction through the voice coaching. And I've not known anyone who's had voice coaching and I am always aware of it, but I have found as I've gotten older and as I've gotten more experience, how I speak with a landlord is dramatically different to that 24-year-old coming into the industry and how they're speaking to the landlord. And having been in management positions in property management I've seen a lot of phone calls and how the landlords respond um, and it just seems to be a bit of a catch-22 so if this newer property manager is having a difficult conversation with a potentially tricky landlord and how they're having that conversation with no conviction no confidence and then how that landlord responds compared to how I would have that conversation it's an entirely different experience that then seems to breed the younger property manager or inexperienced property manager not wanting to make the phone calls. So they dodge everything they can to actually pick up the phone and have those difficult conversations because they've had this negative experience. So I was definitely always conscious with my newer property managers in trying to get them to just believe in what they're saying um, and have confidence in what they're saying. Fake it till you make it. That's it makes the easiest so advice. Yeah, and, and it does make total sense that, you know, nearly all of your, um, or not nearly all, but most of your um, 
uh, dealings with clients are going to be fight on the phone. So whether you are cold calling in, in a BDM role or whether you are calling a landlord for maintenance, I mean, the I, I can see why it would have been so relevant in the role and so important because we are on the phone every day and trying to get stuff done. And, I mean, it's... Um, it, it does remind me, I guess, of the coaching that I had with the um, video and the camera coaching. And I guess these types of skills are things that you will keep forever and you invest once, um, but it it dramatically helps your work life, but it can also help your personal life as well. And so um, I talk a lot about the video coaching, which I've done. And like I said, I uh, find... I'm not perfect at it, but I definitely have confidence to do it and get it get the job done. Voice coaching, though, I reckon would actually be something next for me to do because, I mean, I'm certainly not 18, but I'm pretty sure I go up a couple of octaves when I'm talking to people as well. And I could, I would, I'm so intrigued only because I think that I would actually benefit from it, but it's not ever crossed my radar as something to, think to do it to do it because when I'm on the phone to like to clients my kids constantly say mum you talk too fast you're um you're over talking you're repeating yourself and I'm aware that I do it but that's just me like I and I, I keep on saying it's just me but I actually am really curious at getting some voice coaching to see how I could improve I know and I'm so mindful even as I speak like I'm coming on saying okay you need to be mindful of your voice and then at the same time that I'm speaking I'm like am I speaking too fast no no you are not against me I'm speaking fast you're super calm I'm listening to you so like level you know you're so relaxed yeah it's it's but it's one of those things that you can constantly second guess yourself but I think there are a few key things that you can focus on um certainly the the octave thing is a a dead giveaway I see it all the time um not just in property management but in many industries like you know you see it on social media someone's speaking and I just pick it up on it instantly because I've had that coaching um there's nothing wrong with it but particularly when we're trying to hold an authoritative position with a landlord it can be really beneficial yeah, and, and at the end of the day, what we're all trying to accomplish is gaining people's trust as quickly and as easily as possible because it really does make your job so much easier, not only easier, but actually quicker as well when it comes to arranging maintenance, getting decisions over the line for a new application that's come through. The quicker the owner has your trust, the quicker you get the job done and Absolutely. That is how we create a stress-free property management experience um, for, for you and your clients as well. So it's it's these little things that they don't teach you in your property management course. They don't teach you these life skills that you need. And I, I after now speaking to you, I absolutely agree. Voice coaching um, is something I'm going to explore. And I think people should explore, bring that into their team meetings and their staff training, because that would be a great staff training 
uh, experience for the team. And then, mm. um, and, and again, I do love the video coaching. I think everyone can benefit from that as well. So I think... I haven't done that and I want to do that now that you've said that. Didn't even occur to me. Yeah, and to be honest, you would probably find the video coaching easier because you've already got that the voice where the, the camera coaching is actually more of a mindset issue because it's more just that mindset of putting your face to camera for everyone to see. So you'll actually find um, the I think the voice coaching more important because that will help you with the video coaching. But I learned things when I did it and I did it during COVID, um, the one-on-one coaching. And I did that with Carmen, um, Carmen Braidwood in Perth, but she does do all over Australia. And little things like I would I would, again, I'm very conversational, but you can't be conversational when you're doing a video. You have to have a plan and a bit of a script. So I know it sounds so simple, but something I just had to be told, Ash, you need an intro, you need three key uh, three key parts or tips to your video, and you need a quick summary. So I, and I, in hindsight, I'm like, well, of course, that's how you do a video, but I didn't know at the time mm. that that's, you know, that it had to be some sort of structure to it. So that helped with that. Um, and, of course, like ums, I say all the time still, but that I'm just conscious yeah. of. We, I think everyone does it. The last thing that was a big thing for me is really that communicating to one person. So not using, hey, and, and I actually probably do it on this podcast, but instead of saying, hey, guys, and, and using general terms, um, very much saying things like you might be experiencing that, uh, you know, whatever it is in, in from a, when speaking to a landlord on a um, on a video, you'd say you may be experiencing. So you need mm-hmm. to use the word you more. So even like when I'm doing this podcast, what I really should be doing is saying things like if um, oh, if you are listening or um, you might not have, but, you know, just that whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rather than the general, hey, guys, yeah. Correct. That's right. So, I mean, I do it. I, if I really wanted perfect it, I'd probably concentrate a bit more. I don't care enough to worry about it. I just do the video because I well, do. It's not perfect. It's done, right? You just need Abs- it done. Absolutely. And I am not a perfectionist. So, um, it's, yeah, it's a lot easier to get videos out when you're like that. But I, um, I did a, a piece on Channel 9 the other day and I used some of my training through the confidence on camera and I think I did okay even though it was like the first time that I'd done it but that's where like I think the voice coaching will come in handy for me personally for when I do radio or um, TV and if anyone is thinking of doing something like that then that's where these things will come in uh, super handy but even like we said the basics of just calling a landlord for maintenance um, is going to be super handy. So can we finish off with you just giving me um, and it's me just really picking your brains now because I'm curious what does a voice coaching like session look like? Is it like in my mind I'm thinking it's like a singing lesson where you're like yeah a little bit a little bit and it was a while ago that I did it so oh gosh how am I now it was a long time ago that I did it so bear with me but um even simple things I'll never forget her saying to me we are the language of our friends so if you have friends who use certain slang words you will also 
use those slang words. You'll just naturally pick it up. It's mirroring, which was another thing that teenagers, for want of a better word, will also do. Um, so being mindful of the language that perhaps your inner circle users can be really helpful. But we would work on pronunciation. So she said typically Australians are very lazy when they speak and I've recently only just been recording videos myself as you would know and I'm very aware too sometimes I'll record four or five times because I haven't pronounced all of my words in full I've just rushed through spoken too fast we don't move our mouths much so I'm very conscious even when I'm reading my kids a story at night which if you uh, yeah I just find we read the same stories over and over again and they're very boring to an adult but the kids love it but I'll use that time to practice fully enunciating all of the words as I'm reading it to them but I've found on the video that's been really beneficial to be mindful of how we're pronunciating our words (laughs) which is a very difficult word to say in itself Um, and just the pace. So, you know, we were talking before about how fast we speak. I naturally am a fast talker, I feel, particularly if I get overexcited about a subject um, or if I'm just having a busy day and I'm trying to race through a number of things. Sometimes, like, I find if you're calling a landlord who's not at that pace but you're speaking at a mile a minute, they're just like, hang on, like, slow down like but without actually telling you to slow down but they're perhaps not getting the message because they're just operating at a different pace so we would work quite often with the voice coach on slowing down how we speak Um, and part of that is also utilizing a pause so being comfortable with a pause I find particularly the younger or newer pms aren't comfortable with the quiet space and they will fill it with anything and everything and that then erodes their confidence um, because they're not comfortable to just let the dead air sit there. So pace, using a pause um, and ensuring that we're enunciating correctly. Yeah, the pause is definitely something that came up in the video as well and I find it very, very uncomfortable. I do not like it. I but when I look back at the video, I think that looked fine. Like, but at the time, that was super. It was uncomfortable. Yeah, and it it does take practice. Um, I actually had a senior manager say it to me years ago that she actually used it as a bit of a performance management tool with her staff. So if she was questioning someone she would perhaps ask the question and she would sit back and the silence would be so uncomfortable. She could wait you out for 10 minutes, but she said it was a tactic. People would actually reveal more than they intended to because they're so uncomfortable with that silence. So um, it's really good to get comfortable with it. I will try harder. But, um, technically toxic if you, if you use it in that manner. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like giving, um, yeah, it's funny, so giving your partner or someone the silent treatment, it's sort of like giving them silent treatment and yeah. just waiting for them to come to you. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's nothing more awkward than that awkward pause. But I guess in a natural conversation, you can have that pause potentially. And especially if you're asking a landlord something that you think they're not going to be happy about, like, we have to replace this oven and you know that the landlord perhaps is not financially prepared for that. 
sometimes letting that sit and letting them process for a minute because they could be having all kinds of things going on in their life. And when we're bringing them and asking them for money and if money's tight, for example, just letting them process sometimes can be really useful. Yeah, and and I guess that brings us to the environment that we're in as well because I know because I am conscious that I talk fast and and a little bit overpowering um, with conversations, I find that I need to get myself into an area when I'm speaking to clients where they just want to ask me lots of questions about buying in Perth or they want to hold me on the phone for 40 minutes. And, and I won't lie, like it, it's quite, um, I'm, I'm generally walking around trying to multitask at the same time. And I'm very conscious that that's coming through in my voice as well, because I'm, it, it makes sense, you know, I'm distracted, you know, I don't know, doing something at the same time as trying to have this conversation and that will come out in my voice because I'm not allowing myself just to sit and have a conversation with someone and be aware of how I'm coming across with my voice. So that is something I guess for for me to be reminded about but for people that are listening as well is that if you are like me and you haven't done voice coaching and you're aware that you're a bit um can come across as a bit sort of hyper nearly is the best way to describe it. <clears throat> Um, being mindful and I've got a couch in the office I would find naturally just by sitting on that couch and having that conversation with the owner without any other distractions and having that quiet space it's going to come across as a bit more calming and soothing and confident for the client as well so there's definitely yeah a couple of aspects in that whole uh creating um becoming an authoritative figure for your clients gaining that trust and um voice and environment is very very important and it's super it's just Absolutely. interesting to hear someone like yourself that's sort of done it and your experience from it like it's it's gen, it's genuinely fascinating and makes like it makes total sense and I'm going to be very aware of it when I um, sounds obvious but it's not <laughs> yeah exactly like like the camera stuff you know I said to you when they tell you it's like yeah of course but it's not you don't know what you don't know yeah and, and it's uh, funny you mention about the environment though because that was something that I was considering um with coaching some of the younger newer pms who perhaps didn't have the confidence so speed wasn't necessarily an issue they didn't have the confidence. So I would tell them to go take a walk as they made that conversation because you do generally feel just a bit more confident as you're walking, not necessarily sitting there doing other things, but just walk and talk. Um, so, And the environment of being out of the office perhaps um, with you know people feeling a bit self-conscious if they're making a difficult conversation, sometimes that can help them as well if they have something difficult that they want to get across and they're not sure how they're going to be perceived by potentially a new landlord so environment plays a huge factor into how that call might go especially if you are a bit conscious and you're in an open office and you're sort of like not whispering but you're having it very quietly and delicately about having to replace your hot water system you're not going to have confidence Mm. you're not going to be confident no no exactly so if you can get around and walk yeah, but the client's like not aware that you're just being quiet because you're in an open office and you don't want everyone to listen to your conversations. So, yeah, mm, I'm absolutely. just being mindful of um, for those that are managing teams, if you're yeah, picking up on any of that, um, then yeah, be mindful that that could be coming across as a bit 
Shy gets shy. That's, we'll use that word so everyone knows what we mean anyway. So, yeah. so thank you so much for sharing all that with us. It, it really is fascinating. And I hope that those, um, those, um, or I shouldn't say those people that are listening. And I hope if you are listening, I'll practice yes. my, I, I hope that if you are listening, you um, can keep that in mind with managing staff or maybe with your own behaviour and how you are coming across with your clients as well. Um, and it's definitely something that is um, super, super important for those in that property management and especially also that BDM role as well. And also in that management role, if that's where you are. So it's really an, an, something for everybody. And um, so for those that are in Adelaide, actually, again, I did it again. If you are in Adelaide, Sky is your team leader for PM Collective Coffee and Conversations. So please head over to the Facebook page where we have scheduled in um, our coffee um, and conversation catch-ups for um, for the Adelaide area, Glenelg area as well. And Sky would love to have you there. And I would like and do one with you as well. So I'm looking forward to sort of getting around and um, joining in the other states. And the Coffee and Conversations are also in nearly all states around Australia now. So again, just head to the Facebook page to find out the next one in your area. Sky, thank you. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. And um, I hope everyone enjoyed that listen. Thanks so much, Ash. Grout Guy are leading experts in regrouting, waterproofing and tiling services nationwide. Property managers find comfort in their 10-year waterproof warranty on all full shower regrouts. Visit thegroutguy.com.au to rejuvenate your property's tiles and grout now.